Hello and welcome to Please Don't Send Me Into Outer Space, the podcast intent on exploring all that science fiction and fantasy has to offer, one movie at a time. My name is Joel. My name is Sarah. My name is Aaron. My name is Corey Collier. Yeah, you could look him up on IMDb, probably. I don't know. He's pretty famous, right? You're famous, right? Uh, right? You're I've famous. been on a two two television episodes. Oh, of, uh, of I didn't know there was two television episodes. There's two, yeah. See, this not, I didn't know about this. Yeah, more than once, even. I had it's, no idea. Oh, it's for the same TV show, though. Oh, yeah. It was your TV <laughs> show. No, it was, it was two-episode pilot. Nathan Fielder's uh, oh, TV show. Oh, okay. The Price yeah. is Right. Something like that. Good. Yeah. <laughs> it's good to have two Hollywood insiders right here. Yeah, that's right, Joel. Right and Sarah knows celebrities that she met through her job. And uh, I know a podcaster, Aaron. Joel, <laughs> Joel, how are you doing? Nice to meet you. Thank you. Thank no, you. Thanks for being on the show. You're welcome, man. <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. I can too. tell you about all my pog, my pog collection. <laughs> nice to be here. Mm. So, uh, anyways, uh, the movie. Yes, the mo- the movie this week was Santa Claus Conquers the Martians from 1964, directed by Nicholas Webster, written by Glenville Merritt, and based on Paul L. Jacobson's story, starring John Call, Leonard Hicks, Vincent Beck, Bill McKitchen, Victor Stiles, and Donna Conforti. That's... Uh, Billy and Betty, the last two, Droppo, and everyone's favorite, Voldar, is Vincent yeah. Beck. The hero of Mars. Heck yeah. Yeah. Man of action. The only one who had his head straight on his shoulders. Well, I mean, he had, he had his helmet on detailing all the, the data that, you know, Mars has to offer for him. True. Through a piece of copper pipe on the side mm-hmm. and uh, whatever, whatever apparatus was on the opposite side. It looked like it was like a three-hole plug. They just stuck a couple of like bits into mm-hmm. something. There must be a musician. Sorry, I'm getting distracted because I know the name Pia Zadora. She was in Hairspray and oh? Naked Gun 33 and a Third as Pia Zadora. Nice, nice. <laughs> and Mother Goose's Rock and Rhyme. Everybody likes that. Don't think I've ever seen Rock and Rhyme. Yeah, I was going to oh. say. That's- Certainly a staple in some people's houses, obviously, well, not yours. Guess not. Mm. Some people were raised right. I mm. guess so. You know, ABC or whatever. So, um, yeah, we just watched Plan 9 from Outer Space, and we were like, hey, you know what's another good idea? Let's watch another notoriously bad movie. Although <laughs> I don't think, uh, I mean, Aaron, you were aware. Oh, I- I've seen this, but only on a sci-fi channel with a MST3K Mm. Uh, sort of subplot going on. People talking over it. Yeah. It was like you'd hung out with me watching movies before we'd ever hung out watching movies. Before. Exactly, Joel. Because I don't shut my mouth either. Well, I mean, neither do I. I start talking to the TV, too. Shut up. So. <laughs> but, <yeah. laughs> but you, I mean, you had, what were your expectations, Sarah? I had never heard of this before 
it was a potential episode for the podcast, and the words kind of didn't put together a picture for me. They just kind of sounded oh, like they? random ideas. Yeah. Uh, Santa conquer Martians. Frankenstein meets the Wolfman, you know? Yep. Santa Claus conquers the Martians. I thought that it was going to be in black and white. That's probably my only expectation of it, and it wasn't. Huh. The version that we watched at least wasn't. Yeah, the the version on MST3K was also in color, as far as I could remember. It's been a while. It's been a while since I've seen this one. In fact, there were a lot of surprises uh, while we were watching it, because I had certainly <laughs> forgotten most of this movie, and I am so thrilled we get to talk about, like, some of those random nonsense that uh, that I've seen. Uh, actually, I, I'm just going to out there and put, put it out there. This is more random than Plan 9, Yeah, in my opinion. I agree. I, I feel bad, but I didn't really like this movie. No, that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> and it's funny because Plan 9 is another random bad movie, but I I think it's more charming than this. Okay. There's okay. things that... That work better for me in that than this does. Mm. Fair enough. Corey, you were expecting a violent horror movie. Yeah, yeah. I, I was. I didn't even know this movie existed. I just heard about it today from a famous podcaster. Oh, uh, named Aaron. And uh, <laughs> you, you must mean that uh, Thomas over there. That he's a yeah. he's a famous podcaster, and, uh, a kitty cat. And I, I was just told the name title in my head, you know, Santa Conquers the Martians, whatever the title is. It definitely had my mind on a non-children's, you know, movie where there's probably shooting people die. Like, I still figured it would be, like, low B-movie, bad budget, like, silliness, but with more of an, like, adult mindset theme where... You know, characters are going to die. Santa, I, I actually imagined Santa conquering Mars. Like, something's wrong on Earth and Santa goes to Mars. Or some Martians attack Earth and then Santa's the only hope. And he, <laughs> Santa flies to Mars and literally just, like, using his elves and toy technology, just, like, murders Martians. And I was, I was very let down. Uh. It was, you know, he, the, yeah, yeah, there was... Hey, that's there was okay. no, virtually no conquering we could see, other than maybe very subtle subtext that he might have conquered some things on Mars, but that's only hinted at if you're paying really close attention and thinking about it way more than you should. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, like, do you hear do you hear the title of A Tale of Two Cities and you assume that these two cities turn into robots and fight each other? I don't, you yeah. know, you, you just you no. just went crazy. No, I'm just no. kidding. Martians, of course. Yeah. Martians. It's got to be exciting, right? Yeah. But Except I mean, for the great gazoo from freaking Flintstone. <laughs> I mean, but but isn't the most important asset of a civilization their children? And if Santa Claus could influence no. the children, in a way, hasn't he conquered them? No. Wow. No, no, no. I think gosh, you're, you're, oh actually kinda, you're actually kind of blowing my mind there. And I don't Aaron. like this. <laughs> what you're saying is our demographic needs to Im- to the younger age if oh we if we want to start changing people's minds. You just what I'm trying to some say. knowledge on us. Yeah. Well, I was just kind of I'm, I'm piggybacking <laughs> off of what Corey said here because he got me think over. Th- he was like overthink, and I was like, okay, how can I overthink this movie? And that's uh, that's where I am. It's where I am, guys. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm getting a little bit of a nosebleed from uh, from <laughs> from the deep thought on this. <laughs> I mean, I guess he conquered them in the sense that he was captured and then set free. 
like, <laughs> like he, 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 they thought they were stealing him, and then he became their friends, kind of. Yeah, <laughs> like maybe is friendship is the best form of conquering. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh my gosh, you're going deep. They're just using. I feel like they're just using really different definitions of the word conquering. Yeah. Like, we read it in the normal book and see the normal definition, and this Santa Claus just has a very different definition of the word conquering. Fair enough. It's like Fair enough. Surviving, surviving uh, capture from assailants is his version of conquering a situation. He's like, I didn't die. I conquered this. This is a victory. And like, uh, there's definitely some uh, some stuff going on there where, where he's like, uh, where, where, you know, he, uh, what am I, what am I trying to get at here? Yeah, you're right. There is a lack of conquering going on for sure. And, but it's almost as if like, this is the most super chill Santa I've ever seen. Like, oh, yeah. like, he's just kind of like, like most of the time Santa Claus is either like stressed out, like in most, in most modern media or, you know, film, Santa's like, oh, it's Christmas Eve. You know, I got to get everything done before, before ever, you know, and, and he, he always very, you know, trouble with this sort of thing. This dude's just like, how do I even, how do I even go about this? He's like, he's just kind of doing his thing. And, and completely it, went with the flow. Yeah. There was no yeah. stress at any point. But I think all the stress was put on Miss Claus. Yeah. Miss Claus was like the one trying to, you know, make sure, you know, Santa was on time and taking care of everything. That's very women's right of you to refer to her as Miss Claus, but it's Mrs. Claus. Oh, excuse me. Okay. Mrs. Claus. Sorry. She definitely took his name. Okay. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. I'm just saying. Plus, she's dead. They left the door oh. open and she froze to death. Oh. That's why right. she wasn't, you know. You'll yeah. see her in the rest of the movie. Oh, man. Mm. Yeah, when she got unstunned, if she would have had the sleigh, she could have just gone after him. Yes. Yeah, you're right. But the polar bear was oh, able it just to get came inside. In. Yeah, it just came in. Just because the door was wide open. Oh, gosh. And, yeah. Oh, my gosh. To that whole, uh, everyone in there. <laughs> Food. Food for a hungry polar bear. <laughs> you're right, and that door was definitely wide enough for that polar bear to to. Yeah. to- Forgot we were on this planet when that scene happened. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. That's that's the most exciting part of this movie is the whole North Pole assault attack, whatever. Because we get introduced yeah. to a polar bear, we get introduced to a robot. You know, that's the yeah. I don't think. And yeah, that and them going up was all the real action, mm-hmm. pretty much. It almost was like two separate movies. The beginning gave us a lot of interesting build-up. There's like the build-up section, and then the attack on the fortress, and all yeah. that was almost a complete movie. And it could have ended with like them flying into space in credits. And then the next movie, when they're actually on Mars, everybody's personality is different. Every- yeah. like it's, a, it's almost a different movie written by different people. Like... <laughs> um, <laughs> Character design interactions between each other all changed. Yeah, um, yeah. But the Every, everyone's favorite mustached Martian was having some <laughs> some more. He was having a lot more difficulties on Mars. I noticed than he was, you know, in his natural habitat of the mission. Yeah, perhaps. Yeah, when they started out, he was so competent. Yeah, so on it, competent. Everything he was doing was shown to be the right decision. Like, this yeah. guy knew what he was doing. Yeah. And then they get on Mars and make him one of the Three Stooges. Like... Yeah. It's, <laughs> yeah. They did They did do some Three Stooges humor. And it felt kind of like a... Like a war kind of 
the way they were talking to each other, to me, it felt kind of like those movies where it's a USO or something where like behind the scenes, there's like some vaudeville or performer kind of shtick going back and forth, but like there are officers present too Mm. that are, but then it also kind of just felt like an episode of Leave It to Beaver or something too, <laughs> like where say Billy, like they were just kind of yeah. The dialogue sometimes felt just kind of like really like trite and like kind of yeah. I don't I don't know. I I guess it it had like you're saying many different vibes going at the same time and i feel like santa's reaction to everything that happens is just to like laugh yeah yeah laugh it off laugh laugh creepily oh oh yeah (laughs) laugh like a madman (laughs) at his problems i'm pretty sure when someone introduces me to their children and walks away from me like you know into the other room and it's just me and their children Totally just going to laugh maniacally uh, for a good solid 10 minutes. No no introduction, just... Just laughing. Just straight to laughing. Straight laughing. laughing <laughs> rubbing my big belly. Yep. That's it. The, the creepiest part about that is then when the kids did just start laughing with him. Yeah. And it felt like some sense of witchcraft or mind control. Oh, yeah. Control. Yeah. Like, yeah. It was like you made no joke, no connection or talking to these kids. <laughs> like, it could have actually been a good, like, them oh, yeah. sitting down and Santa talking to the oh. moment. If they, It could have been such a good spot for good writing. Absolutely. Yeah, like, yeah. conversation for good, like, well, what's wrong? And then them describing their dilemma of, <laughs> oh, yeah. like... Not understanding the emotions of Earth kids, and like they could have, they could have had like I don't, they just could have done so much there. Yeah. And instead, Santa just laughed like a madman. They <laughs> saw him, and then they laughed with him. It Man, was... I... <laughs> all of your expectations are astounding to me. <laughs> this is a movie for children. Yeah. Children who love Martians. <laughs> Martians. So let's go through the plot of this. Okay. I feel like we need to go through the plot because, uh, like you, most people have probably only seen this movie through MST the lens 3K. of MST3K. Mm-hmm. And so they, they don't know the nuances, the missing bits. Yeah. Stuff. They so, chop it up. So mm-hmm. yeah. And it all centers around a newscast. A newscaster. You'd say he's the main character almost because he's the one we see the most. And he's it, it, he's got this godlike... Vision where when something happens, he knows about two minutes later. By the way, children were kidnapped, or Martians have shown up, and uh, there's a plane refueling another plane. <laughs> <laughs> America. Oh God! Yeah. Right he now, he's mm-hmm. a good. He did it. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm. Yeah, it's a kind of integrity in my news day. You know, it definitely brought me great joy to see people hopping in, hopping into a plane, <laughs> and then. Hey man, they had, they had to make sure Santa was safe. Yeah, you know, man, the budget must have been gigantic. They had to rent those planes oh, yeah. and uh, <laughs> launch those rockets, and they had they had the UN there. Yeah, jeez, like, you know, they had to, all, all those UN actors had to get SAG cards. Hey, the narration stated that the the lights in the UN building were burning through the night. That's right. <laughs> well, that was so, good. Good movie. Yep. Uh, <laughs> so, so like yeah, they they start off on Earth and it's just like explaining oh here's Santa and there's there's a guy literally 
the, the news crew literally goes to the real North Pole, because mm-hmm. in just like in real life, Santa's real, yep. and we can go visit him right. up in the North Pole. Well, if you can get past this magic bubble shield, and so that this news crew was able to and go talk to him, and miss somehow they get a film crew inside without Santa Claus or Mrs. Claus knowing, right? Because they're shocked and surprised when they see the camera. Oh yeah, like, Mrs. Claus freaks out. Like, <laughs> <laughs> My hair. <laughs> yeah, she literally. Yeah, she, she leaves the camera. And goes, <laughs> How did this news crew sneak into Santa's super (laughs) fortress without them even knowing? And how it, I mean, at least Santa, they're so hospital. They're not like, get off my property. Like, I'd expect from, like, if a news crew just showed up in my house without me knowing. Yeah. (laughs) I, I, you know, want people to get off my lawn and they're in my house. They're not even on my lawn to get off my lawn yet. They're in the house. It's just, there's so many steps. I wish this movie had like a countdown clock, like, like, like an episode of 24. So we could know like, like what time, you know, that the film crew came in and they were talking with Santa. Uh, So you could know like how many days in advance this was to to Christmas Eve, you know? Yeah. That would have been really good. It's the middle of July. They <laughs> <laughs> still had time. Well, like, how long, how long yeah. would it take for, for a Martian ship to go from Mars to Earth, you know? Well, it's February 18th. You know? <laughs> <laughs> According to the pi 14th power over X equation. I don't know. That kid was learning it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like two years later. Yeah. That's Christmas what I'm trying to time. get at. <laughs> How many Christmases passed between when the Martians, you know? Yeah. This is this is important information, guys. Uh, they did they did the paper folding oh. technique where like here's the universe and the paper folds things full time and space. Oh, right. Okay, right. it would have been great if they kidnapped the kids and when they got to Mars they were teenagers. <laughs> Get out of a, a sleep stasis thing and they're like teenagers. We're over Christmas now. <laughs> no Martian life care. I don't even believe in Santa. <laughs> the Martian life cycle is only two human years, so the children are long dead. Oh, <laughs> uh, something. But yeah, the like. I mean, so after that part, and they just show Santa go straight to the Martians, right? Am I forgetting? Whether, did they show anything else? Or I think from no, there, we we briefly see. Straight. Yeah, the children are just staring at this news program somehow, and then yeah, the, the Martian children. Yeah. Right? yeah, yeah, and the. There's the hilarious man on the scene in the North Pole right. cracks so many. This jokes reporter, for us. Yeah. This yeah. Are, not a hilarious guy, you know, <laughs> or something like that. I don't know. I kind of, I kind of got the feeling like I understood why they they put him up there in the North yeah. Pole. Yeah. Get rid of that guy. <laughs> Every interaction's a joke. Yeah, they thought the they thought the frostbite was going to kill him, and then he actually found the North Pole. Like these these other news reporters who were like, "We'll send him up there." He believes in Santa still. Jokes on him, and then he gets there and they're like, "Oh, each Santa's each- real. We got to act like we knew this." Each reporter, okay. each reporter's pulling s- straws to see who's the one to report that he's died of exposure. Oh, They're like, oh man, <laughs> who's going up next? This part reminded me of something when I was a kid that I was like confused between what a live studio audience was and like when someone was breaking the fourth wall or talking back to someone in the news studio. That like I kind of thought of the camera lens as being like a mirror that could show. 
two-way, like, oh, communication mm, or something. Yeah. And, I I mean, you know, because like I said before, this is something that was kind of a, like, a trope in older movies that they would just, like, break the fourth wall and start talking to people out there. But, yeah, the news is kind of a different thing, because they actually were talking to other people. Oh, yeah. But I just had this weird moment where I was, like, picturing Santa... And Sa- and Mrs. Claus like talking to people through this like, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that's awesome. That's all. That that was a moment for me when we were watching this. Yeah, that's beautiful. I think I had an overactive imagination. <laughs> no, that's awesome. That's awesome. Wait, right now, while we were watching the movie, or when you were a kid, both. Okay. Yeah. yeah. No, because I had the same idea when I was a kid that like. It doesn't make obviously they can see the person they're talking to, you know, when that person's like reporting about the weather and he's like out there, stuff like that. It doesn't make any sense for him just to be hearing a voice, like yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So Santa was talking directly to us, yeah. and that just like that one guy in the cave that was like, they had this little spring toy and it goes down the stairs, and I just, I just wanted to get it. You, the person who's watching this, why don't you buy it for me? You know, and it was practically yeah, yeah. <laughs> so what happens next is boss man uh Kimar Kimar <laughs> uh shows up in the Martian area and uh our the the hero the second hero of the story Droppo is on the floor and he looks like he's asleep so the uh captain guy is like Droppo wake up dude and Droppo's like I forgot to sleep oh god there's so many jokes Yes. Yeah. Uh, or whatever those are called. Yeah. <laughs> when they're not funny. Yes. <laughs> they're like quips. It's like yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine a nineteen sixty four audience feed. <laughs> I don't know. I almost had instant sadness when I learned that he forgot to sleep. I was like, oh man. <laughs> I was like, oh, this you're poor so guy. sensitive. This poor guy. <laughs> <laughs> I feel for him. Yeah. Uh, mm. no, the- Honestly, like that whole description we get after that, it was I instantly felt for the Martians. I was like, okay, these guys are are not the bad guys. I don't whatever they do from here is justified because uh-huh. <laughs> it's. But I mean, they need a little joy in their lives. Yeah, those poor those poor Martian kids. Uh-huh. Seriously, ba- vaguely talking about movie without actually giving details. Loss of. I mean, what are some of the symptoms that the, the, the poor Martian children were, were, were exhibiting? Are we at that point? Yes, oh, yeah. because uh, this actually breaks one of the first things that they, they set up, which is Droppo forgets that he can sleep. But obviously the children are having trouble sleeping, so, mm-hmm. you know, Dad just has to use the, the sleep, sleep spray. Spray. The sleep spray. Yeah. I can use some of that. Word. I want my children to go to sleep. (laughs) (laughs) That's called gassing them. It's illegal. (laughs) Best invention. Martian invention. Sleep spray. Our sleep sprays are illegal, but if it's a Martian sleep spray, Mm. that makes it okay. (laughs) Martian laws don't apply here. That's why this Martian heroin is so sweet. They have guns that can stop people in their tracks. And they have sprays that make people go to sleep. Those both seem like better ideas than some of the stuff they did in the movie (laughs) in terms of trying to defend themselves or stop a situation from happening. Yeah, Yeah, if it works instantly, you know, I don't don't know. 
Yeah. I mean, those freeze guns work pretty well, even though, I mean, they don't literally freeze. The person's frozen like they're playing freeze tag. They only used it the one time, huh? Every other time, they just threatened people. Yeah. They just threatened people with it from the rest of the time, even though it would have been perfectly logical to pull that trick. Because Mustache Man knows how to do it, you know? He knew yeah. how to reload it right off the bat and all that stuff. Uh, was that yeah. Volstag? That, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, is that Vol- Guardian? Voldar. Volstag Vol- 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 is one of the, Vol- uh, the whatchamacallit, the Furious Three? three or yeah. the, the, the Fearsome Three? Sham. Okay. <laughs> Sham. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah my yeah. buddy Shem. Hey, Shem. Yeah, yeah. So Look for a man called Shem. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! But yeah, so the the Martian the Martian leader and his wife are like worried about the kids, and they have this really dumb lackey working for him, which they should have probably also solved mm-hmm. sooner. But oh, uh, <laughs> yeah, Dapo. But um, but like, Capital what was what was all the problems with her? It was they weren't sleeping, yeah. and they weren't like being very responsive in Earth. They weren't eating either, and they weren't eating. That was the big one. Yeah, yeah. They're, not, they're not really eating. There was a listlessness. Yeah, they were yeah. just kind of complacent, and uh, yeah, they didn't seem like they had much pep. Yeah. To live, all Earth, yeah. ch- all, all Martian children were experiencing this though simultaneously. Yeah, it yeah. was a crisis. Especially, yeah. how were they acting before? Because they they repeatedly state they don't act like children. So what was the what was lacking in their actions other than not eating and sleep? Like that's a major problem, obviously. But yeah, like were they were they acting like children otherwise? I'm trying to think the words of their their wise man that they that they that they met oh, with. Oh, yeah. yeah, the wise maybe, man. Maybe, maybe those helmets are like semi fairly new inventions. So maybe this is only like two generations deep. So the first generation still had more of a normal childhood. Yeah, and so all of all of the adults wearing them now that had information fed into them or had the like hive network sharing, they're. Just, just so everyone out there knows, they they all wear these helmets, and they can learn through these helmets. They have a silly antennas and everything. But um, so this is some theory crafting here that maybe all the adults like got them when they were older, but all the new kids they're putting on them right when they're babies. I can I can follow your perspective on this. So so I thought that they were saying that those antenna were part of their heads, and they that were also wearing helmets because. Like, what are those things on your head? Our antennas. You know, like, yeah. it's just a part of us. You know? hmm. I'm not enough. sure. I mean, yeah. either way, they do have... Yeah, yeah. They have... Gadgets. Some impressive... Stuff gear. I see at the Home Depot. <laughs> <laughs> Painted green and textured right. heads. Right. Yeah. <laughs> the Home Depot. <laughs> but, but yeah, that's the, only, that's the only way I can think of that, like, these kids would be starting to act differently as if, like, they're the first generation that they put these helmets on as babies because mm. they said they did it to that and so now they're growing up being disattached right away because, as they describe, they're basically already have an almost adult brain, but they never got to be a kid while growing up. But... Uh, they don't tell us that. That's just all guesswork. Oh, of course, so, of course. Wah, I was never a kid. Wah, get to work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but the thing is, like, since they still have the life cycle, they're still expecting kids to not work and be kids until they grow to adults. So it's sort of... Like, they must learn and gestate. Yeah. I think the problem was the television. I mean, that's the whole yeah. thing started that's, right yeah, there. Yeah. That's if true. Have, if you didn't have the television. But that's Isn't not... this made for TV? 
It feels like a TV movie. I, like, yeah. I didn't actually yeah. look it up. I feel like they were giving some anti-television messages on it. Yeah. A little bit. Mm-hmm. Maybe they were. Maybe they were saying, like, Merry Christmas, watch this thing, but then maybe turn the TV off. A- Anti-TV, anti-industrialization, yeah. pro-Santa Claus. I see what's going on here. I see. <laughs> pro, Pro-handmade toys. Mm-hmm. Pro gaining weight rather than faking it. Oh yeah, gain the weight. Don't fake it with pills. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And don't don't stuff. Yep. Yeah. Pro actual food, not pills. Also. <laughs> yeah. Anti polar bear. <laughs> oh yeah, very anti. Pro robot with nipples. Man, Torg. Mm. That was unstoppable. But yeah, yeah. The uh, so they gather their friends together. Uh, we got Mustache Man, we've got Boss Guy with Cape, we've got everybody else, and they're like, well, we have to go find, we have to go talk to the, the wise man or whatever dude, whatever that guy's name is, like, we must go find Clem, or Grimrar, or Bomar, or Momar, or Hargo, or Ridnag. These or Nixon. All, these are all names, I'm just reading his <laughs> out the past. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, uh, yeah, they go, they go out to this place and, uh. The our, forest. Mm-hmm. As they call it. As it's just web sticks. Yes. <laughs> it is, it's very mysterious looking. And, uh, one of the, one of the Maharajis shows up out of the mist. And they're like, why are our children like this? The wise old man. Uh huh. And he's like, must be. F- Santa Claus. <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs> no, he Mike seemed Trump. so sad. He was, he was like, he was the children oh, no. have the helmets put on and they can't feel feelings. I, the- I never got to be children. It's yeah. like, what the Clarence. Heck? The biggest, the biggest part about his explanation that bugged me is that he explained that he had seen or knew that this was going to happen in coming <laughs> for centuries. And I'm like, like, okay, old man, this is like you're literally hindsight wise man. Yeah, like you knew how to stop this ahead of time. <laughs> yeah, like did they? I wish they would have been mentioned. I wish he would have brought like that could have been a good ride where he was like, "I warned you that this would happen if you mm-hmm. put them on as their children." And I then, tried like, to give you these yeah. pamphlets. Yeah, and then they were like, "Ah, oh, you know, <laughs> shut up, old man." <laughs> <laughs> to me, this reminded me of uh, the scene from Dark Star when the when the staff or the staff of the spaceship. Uh, go down to the frozen captain mm. and speak with him in the hold. Yes. Because he even kind of had a little bit of the same kind of talk pattern. I was thinking of the first episode of Star Trek The Next Generation where the Ferengi appear. Oh. And they go to that, they're on that planet, and then some dude, some radical dude with a bow stick shows up. And he's like, <laughs> you guys shouldn't be on my planet. <laughs> Nice. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I am. I do. Because that guy didn't make any sense. What the? <laughs> Why was there a radical martial arts ninja? <laughs> uh, it's just one of the great mysteries of, the, of Star Trek, dude. Because Santa. <laughs> Santa. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Santa. <laughs> so the only only way to solve this problem is, well, we got to go get Santa, right? Yep. Yeah. Got to go kidnap Santa from Earth and bring him back to Mars. It's the only logical solution. So we can make our kids learn how to be kids and have joy. Mm-hmm. There you go. And though though Mustache uh, Martian at the time, the hero of the Martians, was was super against it, he still followed orders 
after being told and wasn't gripey about it at the time. He was, he was honor bound. Yeah, he was yeah. honor bound. Mm-hmm. He was very like, I don't agree with this, but all right. He still told the line at that time. Yeah. Yeah. Before he'd had enough of that sweet, sweet polar bear action. <laughs> Got his blood boiling. That's why, he, you know, the oh. whole rebellion started. That's it. The good thing about the next sequence is we learn exactly how to fly a spaceship if we ever end up in one. Because yeah. we spend, I don't know, felt like 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite a while. <laughs> Turn, turning knobs and turning on the anti-radar. and I was pretty happy with how much like like a Time Lordian TARDIS, the center console of the spaceship, looked like to me, though. That was pretty awesome. Oh, didn't yeah. expect that. Didn't expect that. Uh, I totally forgot that's what their spaceship looked like. I was like, dude, this is cool. <laughs> All the blinky lights. I'm into it. Can yeah. we can we set up the house to look like that after these guys leave? Um, sure. Okay, cool. <laughs> Confession. Confession. I once made my bedroom into the interior of the TARDIS. Oh, nice. I, well, I mean... Not really. I just I found a cardboard box and I I stuck a bunch of doodad you know mm-hmm. doodads in it mm-hmm. in the middle of my bedroom as a child so I could be a time lord. Whenever somebody came near the door, you yelled out there, "I'm the time lord." Pretty much. That's not the same thing. Pretty much. <laughs> they're, they're, my my parents had this really cool old timey hole puncher for mm. like three hole punches, so that was like a cool like mm-hmm. lever. lever. You know the hand motion yeah. you're making doesn't indicate. No, a I, hole. I get you're, that you're now. Punching no holes, buddy. Oops. I mean, you're punching a certain kind of hole. Uh, if I'm, you know what I mean. M- my apologies, Joel. If you, if you know what I mean. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, now, now we're getting we're getting shot. You know, we're seeing what the Martians are seeing. Yeah. Or, you know, as they're flying to the planet, and and Droppo uh, has stowed away. By the way, he wasn't supposed to come, but he climbed into one of the cabinets, which apparently is not filled with anything. Other than some wires. <laughs> At him, least him, three wires. <laughs> him being there was disrupting with it, though, so he was tugging on one of them wrong, because that's how they found him, is yeah. that him being in there was disrupting their it basically invisibility shield, though they didn't want to call it that. Mm. I forget what they called it. <clears throat> Anti-radar, I think. <laughs> the yeah. word had not been invented yet. Oh, yes. wait. Uh, Invisible Man came out in the, what, 30s? Never mind. The the Martians' perspective at this point is that they're on this mission to Earth to get Santa, but then, and you don't, you, like we've said before, we don't really have a perspective of time, or if it's day or night a lot of this, but, <laughs> but. It's space. <laughs> but they, they land, and they find these two children, um... What are their names? <laughs> it's Billy and Betty. Of course, yeah, come yeah. On. Billy and Betty. Um, so Billy and Betty are just two all-American kids, and they know something <laughs> about the space program and a you know a couple things. The blondest, whitest children they could find. They had did a casting call all throughout America. Why these are the Aryan children we need? The little girl kind of reminded me of the youngest Brady. A little oh bit. yeah, yeah. Mm. But they asked the children for advice on how to find Santa because they had seen so many through their periscope, like everywhere on corners with bells. And the kids broke it down for them and said, no, there's really only one Santa. Those are just others. (laughs) Those are just alcoholics. Yeah. Yeah, So then they, they told them. 
that Santa lived in the North Pole, and they decided they needed to take the children with them mm-hmm. because... Well, Mustache. The, yeah. Once what again. was his name again? Volstag? It was the V one. Voldar. Voldar. Yeah, so so far the the most competent so of the <laughs> <laughs> yeah, He brings up the point that, you know, the kids could tell the authorities and warn Santa, so they need to grab these kids. And once it once again, this is a man who doesn't believe in the mission, doesn't want to do this, Mm-mm. but is still making sure the mission is successful. Right. This is a this is this is a soldier who's do, doing what he can to make mm-hmm. the mission successful. That's what I got. That it, he was kind of looking at it from a more military perspective yeah. of like, this is a mission that I need to carry out for you know for oh, my yeah. honor in this uh, yeah military or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and at that, I don't know if Martian Terry. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if. The world found out about the Martian object before or after they saw the kids. It, it was before, but they didn't identify it as a Martian. It they're like, we've seen something strange. Russians deny it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, yeah. Where <laughs> That's where yeah. we start to see the stock footage. Yeah, yeah, we see t- tons of stock footage. It was super necessary. <laughs> Very. <laughs> Something happened, and the Russians are denying involvement. Like, mm. of, of course, we obviously assumed it was them. Those dirty Ruskies. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Martians were safe from radars for quite a while. I mean, that's... Oh, yeah. This must be that Star Wars thing that Reagan hasn't made up yet. Or George Lucas. Wait, 64? Yeah, nobody's made up anything yet. Mm-mm. Flash Gordon. So the only place we don't spend much time is right there with the kids where they came from, but we spend a lot of time on the ship. Fresno. Yeah. <laughs> right, Fresno. Yeah, sorry. The <laughs> <laughs> and then, and the then great we, Fresno wilderness. <laughs> we spend kind of a lot of time in the North Pole too, mm-hmm. and then we spend a lot of time back in uh, on Mars. That looks kind of just like a building. <laughs> these kids are these kids are handling getting getting kidnapped pretty damn well. I gotta say, yeah. but I would be as a child, I'd probably be very excited to go to the North Pole. Yeah, yeah, especially in a world where you know Santa Claus is a hundred percent canon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, dimension. I mean, a reporter was just talking to him. Yeah, you know, like that's that's pretty real. real. That's yeah. real, man. And yeah. it definitely wasn't a homeless person with two little people. His partners. I mean, if you, need, if you need, like, indicators that this dude's real, it's a guy you see in the news talking to Santa Claus. Okay. Oh, factual. Fact. <laughs> I say we send Al Roker to the North Pole <laughs> well, uh, on an expedition. <laughs> I was thinking Geraldo. <laughs> and leave him there. <laughs> I think the only important plot point from the kids getting captured and then going to the North Pole is the fact that the what was his name? I want to say Bwumpo, but I Droppo. know that's wrong. Droppo. Droppo. It's like Droppo takes the kids on a tour for zero reason because he's once again the the, <laughs> the main boss Martian's pet imbecile. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That we later almost find maybe every leader of Mars has one like dumb guy that follows oh, yeah. them. Yeah. But um, one or two. Not, he's <laughs> not the only bad apple of the yeah. Martian bunch. That's it. Yeah. 
But the but yeah, so he takes the kids on a tour and explains them how the ship works, mm-hmm. which helps the kids sabotage the ship. Oh this yeah, is, this is the blow up the ship button, and yeah. this is the <laughs> eat all the candy button, and, <laughs> and this is the button to let every every American missile hit us all at once. Yeah. <laughs> this is the trombone. <laughs> the trombone button. Sad trombone. <laughs> Yeah, so then they have this Amazing. little uh, scrimmage <laughs> in the North Pole where um, first... Uh, the beautiful scoring when they land. Yeah. The music. Yeah. The music was <laughs> otherworldly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's yeah, it's got that music, and then every once in a while you hear that beach beach guitar, you know, coming. It's like a surf like slide yeah, guitars, exactly. love it, Hawaii yeah. kind of thing. Oh, I love it. Sa- Santa's Santa party beach tune. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm hanging ten, kids. <laughs> oh. Yeah. It was like yeah. the. Monsters theme. Oh yeah, something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you yeah, can I dance it. to it. I dig it. Um, yeah. So the kids escape. D- does the other guy? He gets trapped in the box, or does he escape too? Or he's dro- like dro-po, they dro-po. at that point. I think that they they've locked <laughs> him up, be- or because they don't realize that the kids have escaped. Mm-hmm. And then everybody disembarks the ship after the kids have already taken off. And uh, Mustache comes down and he's like, hey, I went to go check on the children because I'm actually responsible. And guess what? They're gone. So you idiots, uh, I told you this would happen. I mean, I don't want to say I told you so, but I totally told you so. This yeah. is like the most information we get like in the whole movie. Yeah. <laughs> so the kids escape. This is like action packed. The kids mm-hmm. escape. The guys unload from the ship. That guy comes out and says they've escaped. He figured it out. But the robots there too. Yeah, before yeah, that's right. Yeah, before to mention the robots. Before they Work. they disembark the, the ship, they're like, we're not going to be able to catch this fat overweight old man or <laughs> whatever we they get said there. Yeah. We're going to have to release Torg. Tor? Torg. Tog? Torg. Torg. You say it a bunch of different times, so it's Torg, okay? Don't release him. Mm-hmm. We don't need him. He's too powerful. And we only have him for two minutes of screen time. We <laughs> 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 just got wet. It's too <laughs> expensive to make a mm-hmm. move. <laughs> we, we had to hire a real robot. I told you our budget is incredible. <laughs> He doesn't come into play quite yet. The children are, uh, they're freezing to death outside. Yep. And then they're, they're hiding in this cave and suddenly a terrifying polar bear comes towards them. Amazing. Mm-hmm. And they don't really know what to do. Scares off the mustache guy, too. Yep. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. name. Uh, <laughs> Does the polar bear just disappear after that? I think it gets scared by the robot. Yeah, well, yeah, they, they're hiding in the cage, or cave, the cage. There's a cage! 
and they they wait till the polar bear disappears. But when they come out, they look in in the horizon. There, they, yeah, there's the robot. And the most disappointing and the biggest missed opportunity of this entire freaking movie is that polar bear doesn't come back and fight that robot. I I, I wanted that to happen so bad. I was yeah. I thought he was gonna like it. So good. When you said it, Aaron, I was like, oh, it must happen. Or no, to Sarah said it. Sarah said it. And I was like, I bet that's about to happen. And guess what? I was like this. And then it didn't happen. I was crossing my fingers. What we need to do is rent a polar bear costume and we'll make the robot costume. I need you two to fight it out. (laughs) Fair enough. Fair enough. When you guys come visit Fresno. Oh, chill. Chill. For the monster hunt. I'll be Santa. (laughs) All right. It has nothing to do with this other thing. This photo shoot's going to be great. (laughs) I could just laugh the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> Children, <laughs> welcome to Fresno. <laughs> I kind of want to make one of the Martian helmets now. Mm. I've been staring at them this oh, for yeah. like over an hour and forty minutes, and I'm just it. like, they're cool. <laughs> you look at it and you're like, I can make that. That's <laughs> that was my thought. I was like, yeah. that'd be really fun to make. Mm-hmm. Get like one of those old school motorcycle helmets, you know, the moto helmets or whatever. I was thinking that, like, the lines of the costume, like, if you drew the outline of the the silhouette of the alien, that the lines look cool. They do. But then, like, when you see it with the green paint on the person, it doesn't really quite look nice. Yeah. 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 But it it seems like it could have been if it was executed differently, the the design and the silhouette. Exactly. That three-die belt buckle that everybody has. Oh, yeah. Number three. Anyways, no robot versus versus polar bear. Disappoint. Yeah, but they uh, the robot recaptures the children. <laughs> That's funny. And He's it, just like, yep, uh, yeah. bear hug. Uh, and uh, mustache mustache guy is the first guy to get him, and he's like, crush well, them. Yeah, <laughs> or something like that. He's he's done. Yeah. He's no. frustrated at this point, and frankly, like, it's still the right decision mm. for completing the mission. The children serve no purpose. Liability, point. yeah. Yeah. Also, yeah, I can kind of see why he doesn't want them around, because he's not used to having kids behave this way if they never do on Mars. Like, yeah. yeah. This is not how children behave. No. They're all slaves. Yeah, plus it's like, mm-hmm. if you... You you offered the more peaceful solution the first time by capturing them, but as soon as your captives escape once, you kind of if you're in a military esque position, you don't just recapture them. True. Instead, you you know at least make an example of one of the kids. I'm sure the other oh, yeah. one will act good. Oh yeah. If the other one is crushed, I mean, <laughs> 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 well, once they understand the stakes, I mean, <laughs> yeah, it only seems accurate. Yeah, yeah. So your name is Billy. Uh, what what's wrong, Billy? So much blood. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. They don't. Yeah, boss man stops them. He's pro- he's programmed the romat rope. The Romat. What's a Romat? Frog. Robot <laughs> to only follow his orders. <laughs> so they send uh, they send Mustache back, put the kids back into the spaceship. They go and break into Santa's place. Robot literally busts down the door. And as soon as the robot comes in, everybody's like, Santa's like, oh, this is the best toy I've ever seen. All you need is a little love, and he, you know, I don't, for some reason, the robot doesn't. He tinkers with it. Yeah. He doesn't even touch it. He's just like. Yeah, it's just like he walked around it. Yep. 
fussing and need to do. <laughs> You're my friend now. <laughs> well, I, I, the exposition I got from the Martians as they were staring into Santa's shop, expecting the robot to like murder him, murder elves or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, uh, was was no. I, I believe I believe the exposition was Torg believes exactly what Santa just said that he is a toy or nothing oh. but a toy. He finally feels complete. <laughs> He force-suggested it to the mm-hmm. robot. He yeah, did. Yeah. I believe the statement was, uh, wow, that's a really big toy or something like that. The biggest toy I've ever seen yep. and very well made or something. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, Winky and Stobo. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if those are the elves' names or the Martians' names. There's no way to tell. <laughs> And yeah, when the Martians break in, those 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 dwarves are ready to go down. <laughs> those elves are ready to give their life. Or yeah, elves. Dwarves, elves, yeah. And they, and they were shot with that really cool gun mm-hmm. that they had to load. I said mustache is ready. <laughs> it was the freeze ray. Mm-hmm. And they just froze. And then they froze Mrs. Claus, too. Yep. So as came in, she's like, oh, you didn't tell me we we're going to have guests. <laughs> Oh <laughs> she only did that during the news report. Oh man. Let's let's not forget though Santa's uh Santa's little antidote there of uh oh. the, this being the uh the most quietest he's ever heard. Oh, Miss Mrs. Claus. The longest yeah. time he's <laughs> quiet. He's he seemed so ready to leave. Yeah. <laughs> he was like he did, he did. Oh. All right, I'll leave with you guys, strangers. He certainly doesn't fight. Yeah, yeah, I have no problem with this. Like, he just... He was so... Maybe Santa was the one who was secretly being kept there against his will. Mm. Like... Mm. And, free! Yeah, I'm free! <laughs> and only only when he realized he was going to be kept on Mars against his will did he start worrying. And forced oh, yeah, to make choice true. again. That's true. It's like when he thought he got to be there as friends and of his own free will. It was like, yeah, this is cool. Let's live in <laughs> yeah. And then as soon as they were like, oh, you never get to go back. You make, you're our Santa now. He was mm-hmm. like, oh. Oh God! I can't go to L.A. like I want. Not again. <laughs> means of becoming an actor. <laughs> I was going to surf all day and smoke all night. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of. I kind of thought the way he just so willingly goes with them that it was like kind of uh, like a hostage negotiator situation like it was a professional thing that he was like okay i gotta go handle this <laughs> yeah. just part don't of hurt my job. the children yeah, yeah to be there and to deal with the terrorists or whatever <laughs> i don't know yeah. like this has happened to him before multiple times yeah. and he's just learned to go with the flow <laughs> where are you from mercury <laughs> oh mars yeah i haven't seen you before <laughs> Naturally, he's the most famous man in, on the planet. So, I mean, I guess he does probably get a lot of visitors. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When in, when invaders attack and they say, "Take us to your leader," and just point to the North Pole. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> there Making you go. all the decisions behind the scene. I mean, he's got that list. You know, he knows who gets what and where. <laughs> International arms dealer Santa Claus. Uh, <laughs> it was, 
There was a, <laughs> we also had another cut in uh, at at some point. They, every once in a while, they cut back to the newscaster who's, who seems to know exactly what's been going on. Santa Claus Se- has been missing eerily. Yeah, eerily, as if he was there seeing each of those scenes occur. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was yeah, pretty scary. Here's some more stock footage for you. Yeah, we, <laughs> yeah. yeah, we thought Santa Claus watched you when you sleep, but really, it's this news guy. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> if there's ever been there something, there cameras. Like <laughs> yeah, there are cameras everywhere. <laughs> They're watching us. <laughs> and Jerry only tipped $2 on a $40 check. <laughs> this just in, cheapskate. <laughs> yeah. Oh. I was thinking maybe the news guy was, like, connected to the Martians somehow. Oh, he was secretly, Because he seemed yeah. really clued in. Yeah. Like, he knew what he was He had up. that pulse way too well. Yeah. No, he was a genie. Uh, anyway, this... Uh, <laughs> So, yeah, they pack them all in. They're heading back to Mars. Santa's trying to cheer up these children, but for some reason, obviously, uh, they're, they're kind of, uh, what's that, what's that called when you, when people like have no reactions after like an accident or something like that? Is that, that'd be PTSD. They they look, they look like they're going through a little PTSD. They're a little, uh, uh, I can't. I can't they're a little catatonic. Non-res- yeah, yeah, they're, yeah, they're definitely not catatonic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He keeps shocked. He keeps telling them the worst jokes he can think of, and they're just not responding. You know, I don't, I don't know why. I don't know why. But yeah, they're on their way out. And uh, earlier, the children sabotaged the ship by uh, breaking some of the wires in that that large open box mm-hmm. with. Three wires in it. <laughs> and, uh... Sabotage. Oh, yeah. I thought they were, like, in flight, like, on the way for, like, days. Yeah. Because Santa made a reference to the fool or whatever that's the on the ship. The fool on the hill. <laughs> he made a reference. He always cracks me up. Like, like, like he did each other for multiple really interactions. He won't leave something. me alone. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh... Then you find out, like, had they left, or were they just having a, a problem while they were on their way? In I transit? think that they were indicating that they had left, yeah, in a ship, and pursuing. that they, yeah, that uh, that some country had a spaceship that was pursuing them. I see. I so missed that. we're living in not only a world of Santa Claus, but one with space technology, the capability of going into deep space. Whoa! Okay, we're living in Kennedy's America. <laughs> it's, also, it's also worth noting that as soon as they left, the entire world perfectly united to try to solve this problem. That's right, yes. Because Santa being captured is such a big issue that everyone in the world set aside their differences. Oh, yeah. And was perfectly united. Mm-hmm. Yep. It literally brought world peace for Santa to be captured, making it the optimal solution. Yeah, everybody held hands. Holy crap! <laughs> they never had to. They never had to make that song about the African children, whether they know it's Christmas time at all, because it's obvious that it was Christmas time. I was yeah. thinking about heal, yeah. heal the world, make it a better place, yeah. make it a better place. <laughs> yep. You and for me and for Santa Claus. Oh, and the entire human. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. So they they fix no, the Martians, wire. guys. Martians and Voldar's like. I'll fix this problem. So he goes and he he does some of the best acting by pretending that he's going to take him on another tour. And uh, this, you know, I just want to smack Billy because Billy's like, I know all about this room. This is I, you know, this is the oxygen thing. You got to go through here. And I was like, this is because Dropo must have told him about this stuff, right? 
Uh, no, Bet- uh, Betty, right? That's yeah, it was Betty. Betty's like, oh, he wants to be an astronaut. I'm like, whoa, so you figure this stuff out on his own? Man, this kid's smart. I think they played a lot of that we're going to go to the moon stuff on TV back then. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I it- don't know when that was, but I think they were... I would say most kids yeah. wanted to be astronauts. That makes sense. Yeah. They're yeah. setting all those missions up. Yeah. We didn't get to the moon until 69, but. It's an Ameri- American pride couple of kids. I yeah. think they're really, they've saturated the culture before they got abducted. Like I said, they're super white. <laughs> <laughs> mm. But yeah, his intention is to uh, close the airlock and release him into space, which. Uh, you know, like you do. Pretty gruesome. Yeah. <laughs> it was an idea. Yeah, yeah, it was a part. Yeah, he was done. He's done with the Santa nonsense. Yeah, he just had to get rid of it. Yeah, you know, I, like I understand why he wanted to get rid of the children at this point. So once again, they they've caused a lot of trouble already. But why is Santa Claus a part of this plan? Because he figures that Santa's not going to go along with him if he knows these two children are dead? He, well, he's the ideal that's going to change the way of Martian life. I mean, yeah. he doesn't know that yet. Yeah. Well, he's at this point, he's done with the mission because yeah. he's so frustrated from everything. Because he was going along with it and mm-hmm. he was going to do it. Yeah. yeah. But now he's just like, his, his, now he is about the, the Martian world he wants, which he's expressed is for things to stay the same. Yep. Mm -hmm. His Martian isolationism. Yeah, he wants he likes the children to not be children, and he doesn't view them not having fun as a problem. Like, what's going on really doesn't matter to him. And, uh... Alternate version of this movie where he gets back to the planet, having succeeded in launching them out to space, and all the Martian children die because they don't eat or sleep anymore. And eventually, all the Martians die off because of this. That's right. Yeah, that's what happened in real life. That's why we don't have Martians anymore. That's true. That's the real mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would like to think that they would be inventive enough to just force feed the children with tubes, like just they were using pills. But if they just plug nutrition <laughs> tubes, yeah, that yeah. is barbaric. You know, yeah. or they'll download the nutrition if they can through through their antenna tube things. You know, just make it a downloadable substance. I wanted to say that I kind of don't really see the Martians or the humans as being like higher than the other one. They both seem to kind of be on the same level, even though some of, you know, the Martians can do certain things we can't do and we can do certain things the Martians can't do. It seems like we're kind of on an even playing field in a way because Mm. the Martians kind of don't really have much going on you know they made a lot of claims like they claimed they, like like when they were coming to earth and they were like oh all their cities are above ground you think they'd have a subterranean yeah. you know l- level like we do we could easily bomb all of them but like i don't think they could have either that seemed that was very boastful <laughs> and, and, much, yeah. <laughs> And then plus, they only have one woman, so it's not oh, yeah. for That's the true. entire planet. It's kind There's of only one Martian lady featured in this movie. Yeah. Don't want to get them and they're... What? I don't know what I'm talking about. Anyway, uh, Santa Santa escapes the room. As uh, It's very popular. Have you guys done an escape the room? Oh, uh, escape rooms? No, I haven't yeah. done that yet. Not Santa's probably really good at this. Because he gets out with the kids. And he's just, you know, the mustache is like, 
I took care of it. <laughs> They're out there dying in space right now. And then Santa Claus is like, <laughs> you didn't kill me. It was an accident. <laughs> oh, wait. Oh, yeah. There was that fight, though. They had that, that epic fight yeah, between yeah. the boss man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the true rebellion starts the, in the boss fist fight. Right. Yeah. Punching at the camera. <laughs> it, was, yeah. it was a good fight. Mm-hmm. It's like slamming his head against the console. <laughs> yeah, it was actually like that. When I think of that fight scene, that really was maybe for especially for its time. That is almost too gruesome for kids. Like that mm. was like that was a decently be violent fight scene. <laughs> I mm-hmm. felt the be violence. Oh yeah, it was mm-hmm. it was it was it was a bit brutal. Especially for kids in the 60s, I bet they were like, whoa, camera shaking, you know. And- uh, yeah, the I thought that the guy with the mustache looked like he could have been like a boxer or a wrestler or something that was just told to like, you know, let it loose right then. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, uh, and then Santa shows up and the kids and they're kind of like, how did this happen? And and Santa does this kind of like puckish little like trickster thing. And he's kind of like, you think you could trap me in a small tube or something? And you don't just, know Santa Claus. He just starts laughing maniacally, and the children start doing it too. Yeah, it's one of the one of the times that that happens. There's another time on Mars. <laughs> mm-hmm. But uh amongst the children. Right. It's it's not a comfortable scene. It's not at some second of it you start to go why? Yeah. Like yeah. why what what's la- happening here? <laughs> the laughter's really drug out and the kids look like they're laughing super forcefully. Yeah. It's like really forced. <laughs> oh yeah. It's Almost scary. like Santa's magic. It's scary. Yeah. It's not <laughs> It's not a not in a fun way, in a creepy way. Mm. And I honestly don't remember anything else that happens between that second <laughs> and when they're on Mars. Does anything happen, or is it just like suddenly they're on Mars? No, I think yeah. On Mars, yeah, yeah. Like the ne- the next scene we see is two of the the goofballs on the ship are like singing jingle bells or something like that, and they're going to uh, let Voldar. Or take Voldar to prison or whatever. And it turns out that Voldar has escaped and Dropo is there tied up instead. <laughs> Dropo. But, you know, it's fine. Santa, Santa and the kids are back on the planet. And we gotta get, we gotta get Santa to these kids stat. That's right. Um, I just wanted to say that I think that the mom on this on Mars, <laughs> the mom that you see, she has a lot of tenderness and warmth towards the children. Mm-hmm. And I kind of wonder where she gets that from, just because it seems like kind of a cold society. Yeah. But she seems like, yeah, the mom from Leave it to Beaver or something, mm-hmm. like a nice, you know, going to give them a glass of milk or piece <laughs> of pie or something. Well, once it, we we do know from some of the subcontext that their world was filled with a lot of war recently, because the mustache man and even that the the leader of Mars, from his context of talking earlier, we know that they had been in big wars or fights before, and that's part of why this guy's in control. So they've gone 
they've gone through some traumas and bad things on there, and we also don't know how long they've had this helmet technology on to kind yeah. of take away their personality. So she could have like been taught and learned as a child when she was mm. younger how to be loving and caring because her parents probably didn't have these helmets on. That makes or, sense. Or maybe they used to put the helmets on like when people became adults or more as teenagers instead of like as kids and that was a change they made. They definitely they definitely have some like sub like horrible things had happened to them so they she she's probably gone through some <laughs> To wear like, <laughs> you know, that's the impression, yeah. <laughs> and so, I mean, so is all like Mustache Man. The reason he so strongly believes things need to be the way they are is because of the horrors he's seen in war. Probably, you know, like right. he, he having everyone with the helmets put on right away is probably part of what their plan was to stop the previous wars from happening. Like, if all everyone's raised with mm-hmm. the information drained into them. Like, I can only imagine that's the most... I'm reading too much into this. No, no, that seems logical, no. yeah. Mm. She, she's got those mother's instincts, that's all That's all I can say. It's, I don't think anybody thought farther than that. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Even though they're living in, like, a Matrix-like society where they put the kids into, like, a helmet when they're born. They put them on those squares, those square pillows. And, yeah. Yeah. To force them to listen to math problems. Santa meets these children and he cures them of something. Like, we've already established that they're adults in their minds. They just happen to be in children's bodies. So Santa's got these adults laughing, laughing like crazy. (laughs) He is a jolly man in a red suit. That's, yes... The, I'm just saying. The two Earth children I could inspire, and the two Martian you know? children, they're, they're laughing. They are. I mean, you weren't laughing, Eric. I was a little horrified at that scene. <laughs> I think, But I think, um, I, I, as we were discussing a little bit earlier in the podcast, you know, we all kind of had a shared experience on that. We're all a little bit <laughs> like, yeah, okay. It's a bit unsettling that they all they did. I mean, everyone just kind of walked out of the room and left Santa with the kids. Like, it's, it's, a, it's like. You don't know who this person is. <laughs> It's like that scene from Charlie and the Chocolate Factory or whatever on the boat. Mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of oh, Charlie good and the Chocolate Factory going on. Yeah. <laughs> no bueno. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So once, once he's cured these children, his job is not done, though. We've got the got to set up. Like, he's already along with the plan. He's like, oh, once I get my toy factory going and stuff like that, I'd like to go home. And boss man's like, uh, Santa, you're never going home. In fact, after your tour factory set up, we're going to kill you. No, he, he doesn't say that. But <laughs> yes, and Santa's like, oh, that sucks. <laughs> it doesn't suck that much, but oh well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah he, his working. response is ho, 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 right? What else does he say? He says like... <laughs> His response to things, he's like, bippity bum or something. (laughs) I don't remember any bippity bums. Something like ho hum. Is it ho hum? Oh, crap. (laughs) Yeah, it's like a little. Yeah. I don't know what. But yeah, he's very quickly just a factory worker. Yep. 
Yeah, it's it yeah, Switch is terrible, terrible. You get that built quickly, and like how does does anyone else have any idea how the heck just giving the kids toys is supposed to magically cure the situation? <laughs> because I guess that was their plan from there. Santa's not meeting the other kids or doing anything. They're just like, yeah, going to print out toys and give them to everybody. Culturally, they're, 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 if, they're, if, they're, if, they're, if they're all adults, right? They're all adults, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, so they've never experienced toys. Yeah. So I guess that would bring someone joy. Like, you know, I'm oh, trying to, I'm trying to, this is new. Yeah. You know, they got tons of, they got tons of orders. I mean, she's reading off the these orders from the lists and stuff like that, and they're you know, twenty dolls and three baseball yeah. bats and oh, yeah, Santa, Santa had those kids working hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what that's what they don't show you. You think it's all robots, but there's actually Martian children behind there having to make those things really fast. <laughs> I like his little little uh, doors next to the conveyor belt that are just pooping out these <laughs> like the three doll, baseball bats. The doll just like come <laughs> here we go. <laughs> like two dolls. Oh, they look different, but uh, yeah, whatever. <laughs> Not that kind of factory, I guess. Right yeah. <laughs> but his, his finger is very tired by the end of the day, and we're talking about because he was doing switches. He wasn't doing anything else with that finger. Don't even worry about it. Mm-mm, not worried. And uh, that's when he starts planting planting ideas into poor Drupo's head. Oh, that's right. To be a Santa Claus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they foreshadow it really hard right there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so what you got to do, we got to do is you got to have a lot of pills, and you just eat them all. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> Don't tell the audience that. <laughs> but that's what that's what the movie. That but that's what that's what, that, but that's what I learned. Oh, sorry, sorry. Uh, listen, I know if you want to become Santa Claus, I know what you have to do. I learned this from Tim Allen. You have to kill the previous Santa Claus. Oh. Yeah. And you put on his coat. Bam. <laughs> The Santa Claus. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's like the Highlander or something. <laughs> yeah, there can, only, there can <laughs> only be one. Only one. Oh, no. My head. <laughs> that would be a great crossover. <laughs> Silver movie. No, Santa's busy. It is, it is a Martian factory uh, switching switches. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, he's get, getting that industry going. But I think under his breath, he keeps mumbling about, you know, making a... Oh, it sure is better to make handmade toys. You're doing that hand motion again, Aaron. Well, Stop it. flicking switches. Stop it. We used to have <laughs> more workers. You could workers. do that, but a little closer. <laughs> to have more <laughs> dogs. You're doing that hand motion so far away. <laughs> well, it's a safe distance on the side of the table. Cap- capitalism <laughs> for <Yeah>. consumers and... <laughs> the rights of the workers. Econo- economy. <laughs> <laughs> if only we could unionize. <laughs> oh, switches. Yeah, there's some ideas thrown out mm-hmm. there, <laughs> kind of in a subtle way. And then uh, this is kind of when things start to unravel. I think is when he starts to kind of uh, get tired of the factory, and when what's his face. Dropo. Decides to put on a Santa costume and pretend to be Santa, mm-hmm. which Santa has indicated that this may have happened before. I don't know. In the dialogue, he says something about, oh, you'll find my my costume when you find this guy. Yeah. Oh, he's talking about because his costume is missing like, mm-hmm. later when they're talking about it. 
Like, if you find guy costume, you'll find Drufus. Yeah. Drop. Dreepy. Voldar. Volstag. Well, it turns out that Voldar has been uh, hiding in a cave. And <laughs> suddenly he's got two little goofy minions. Well, like, we've established that all all warlords of Mars have at least, uh, what's the di- uh, 1d4? Uh, <laughs> uh, 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 sad, idiot. sad idiot minions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 1d4 minus one. I don't know. It's probably, it's probably a hierarchy of like, if you're the absolute boss, you only have to deal with one idiot under your companion. Okay. Uh, and he has to deal with two because he's the second strongest Muslim gang captain. Okay. And that's why, like, then the, the third strongest has three idiots under him that he has to directly be ordering constantly, which is why you, you none of the other ones are even oh, fair enough capable of getting anything okay. done and are not part of the show because it's just when you have more than two, yeah, yeah, it's too many. There's a part where the wife refers to her husband as the master. Too. Yes, Ooh. I forgot about that. Yes, part. master of Mars. <laughs> yeah, master of Mars. <laughs> Maybe he's was it her? I thought it was the the other guy who referred to. The master not being home. She she definitely asked if the master had had done something. Yeah. Yeah. And that could. I mean, that's. I I feel like I've heard that like in older period pieces where somebody's talking to the servant. Yeah. Yeah. Master of the house. Okay. Right. So not necessarily her master. Okay. Okay. But who knows this Martian society? Who knows. The one thing, even if she has to address him that way, he certainly addressed her usually with a good amount of, like, respect and care. So yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Regar- regardless if, if there is horrible things going on, at least they pretend <laughs> there's not. <laughs> he's, he's nice to her. Yeah. He could be, he could, if he's in a position of, of authority, uh, well, I mean, he's, he's not taking advantage of it from what we can see to be, you know, cruel to others. Yeah, they don't. They, I mean, they do that conehead style head nuzzle. Oh, they do. So, oh, yeah. so cute. That's affection. I do that with Pascal all the time. Oh, because he doesn't know how to kiss. You and Pascal are from Mars. True. <laughs> <laughs> Undeniable. The the weird thing about uh, Voldar's new little hench boys is that I haven't seen anyone else wear anything different except for the leader dude. Mm-hmm. And these guys have these like raggedy capes, like they're. Like they're vagrants or thieves or oh. something like that, and I was like, "Why? Why do they have extra clothes?" Yeah. Oh, you know, it, uh, instantly for some reason reminds me of Lion King. Mm-hmm. Like he's Scar, and then those are oh, there's the hyenas, yeah, yeah. yeah. on the fringes. Yeah, they're on yeah. the fringes and the bad side of town. That's why they live in the caves. They're not like I guess technically they describe their most of their society is all in the caves or it's all underground dwellings. But he was in caves like without. <laughs> structure. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a nice cave. No. Their cave was protected by some type of nuclear shield, though, I believe. Yes. Oh, they had a device in there that had a couple of light bulbs in it. He definitely yes. said nuclear. Nuclear. Yes. Mm-hmm. Nuclear? That's the correct way to say it. Thank you. But yeah. he said, you will never get past our nuclear shield. Ah. Well, it depends. I mean, this is Mars. It's just a different technology. Oh, yeah. It's spelled differently anyways. Yeah. Oh, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Sorry. Perfectly canon. I, I need to see the story Bible is what I need to do yeah. for this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all the characters, you know, all the ins, ins and outs that I don't know. So there's there's, a, lot of Mar- there's a lot of Martian names. Yeah. There's a lot of Martian. Shem. 
Yeah. So the, the Shem. three, Shem. The three Shem. stooges come in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Our poor mighty warlord leader of Voltar, Voltorb, is... Voldar. Is Voldar. Vol- <laughs> Valerian. Voldar of the cave... Pe- no, yes, Voldar. Voldar. Yeah, he's reduced to, to just a, a stooge at this point. <laughs> no longer uh, so lost in his, from his former glory of mustachiness and and, and ray gunning yeah. ray gunning poor elves and he's, he's so obsessed with revenge he loses track of his ability to think strategically he's, yep. he's just like i've got to kidnap santa claus it's the only way and destroy the thing i mean and then people would love me that's right yeah and it would have worked too if it wasn't for those damn billy and bettys mm-hmm. the billy and bettys of earth mm-hmm. and gimar and uh bomar <laughs> <laughs> That's I, if I ever do one of these again, I'm gonna bring a little notepad while watching and write down names and do a little drawing next to it or doodle or something to a family me. tree. So I understand yeah, just so the lineage. Like, that way when we're doing the actual podcast, I, I can actually use the proper name and understand who the heck I'm talking about. But <laughs> it's, it's, that's a problem with the a podcast format is that like even if we did like get all the characters' names I don't think that the audience necessarily would be able to follow. All right, they well, know who Santa Claus is, unless someone is an expert in this film. Oh, that's true. Oh, that's true. And, they're that, and that is the ideal audience. There of you course. go. There you go. So what we're saying is, if you're not an expert in the film, don't listen anymore. <laughs> oh, oh, I wasn't. That, that, that's <laughs> not my intention at all. Yeah. <laughs> no one ever listens to Quincy's Quest. <laughs> oh man, I want to meet a Quincy's Quest expert. You're, lo- you're looking at him. Well, right yeah, I, but others, Joel. <laughs> <laughs> I think others. Tommy Steele's probably on his deathbed at this point. I don't oh. know. <laughs> He's very old. Aaron and I have tried to take notes and draw pictures before, too. Um, sometimes we make more of an effort to do that while we're watching. And um, recently, though, I've found myself uh, tripping up some on notes. Like, when I'm trying mm. to have the conversation, I'll get caught up with, like, a point that I wanted to make. And I just kind of abandoned them for a little bit so that I could get more into the conversation flow naturally. Likewise, I also abandoned it because I wanted full immersion into the film because I felt that I was staring at my notebook yeah, more too. than Your I was attention's divided. more than I was staring yeah. at it. That's but it's it's fun. Especially oh, it's still fun. If yeah. you've seen the movie more than once, it's different. You can yeah. definitely split your attention and feel more. I understand. On the I ball. feel extra woke now. <laughs> well, there have been a couple movies where I've taken extensive notes and like my feelings about what I'm watching, and I don't use any of it while we're while we're recording. Yeah. And that was my realization that I was like, I probably don't need that to take was, notes. That was the exercise. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's all yeah. there. Well, for me, done. like it would have been like writing down Vorlock's name or V Dude's name. Yeah, right? no, and I understand. Just drawing a quick mustache next to it. I don't Beautiful. Need any more details? Yeah, than that. just Beautiful. mustache. Just like, <laughs> so you know what like, you're doing. The the dumb guy's <laughs> name. Just like write his name. And yeah, then just drop like Voldar. Put like <laughs> just put like something to indicate a like a little gesture hat. Just yeah. quick little like that's that that's yeah. all the notes I need. I just yeah. want to be able to tie the names. I get yeah. it, man. Who they are. But that's all, that's neither here nor there because totally. we definitely <clears throat> we're, <laughs> we're like on Earth. There's or we're on Mars. There's toys being printed and there's a plan to capture them. Yep. 
in its madness. Yeah, yeah. So, so Shim and Lomas go Hey, dude, they, dro- they name drop him like five times after this, after this incident. No, he's so mentioned. And he's, <laughs> but he's the guy in the cave. He's the guy in the cave, though. Yeah. Yeah. Like, they yeah, yeah, like, they think, look yeah, for a man named Shim. 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 Shwim. <laughs> like, Shwing. This is going to be important. <laughs> and it isn't. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh. You can't get into our base. We got our boy Shwim on it. <laughs> you don't even know. Uh, you guys. Never get him. <laughs> uncredited as the polar bear was an actor named Gene Lindsay. I just needed to interrupt it. To oh, no. Thank oh. you. Thank you. Anyways, uh, yeah. So, so Shim and Lomaz are. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't stop being funny. They, they go to kidnap Santa Claus, and they, of course, they grab uh, Drupo on a Drapo, Drupo on Drapo. accident, three CPO, and uh, <laughs> take him. And uh, Mustache is like, now that I've caught you, <laughs> I can do anything I want. Let's go back and destroy the toy factory. They don't realize it's not Santa, right. At all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They think it's Santa 100%. Which this is the, yeah, that's the part that really, like, upset me with the writing, because we just saw this mustache <laughs> soldier. That's so competent. Yeah. So crafty and understanding what he needed to do to make sure the mission was successful the whole time they're on Earth. Yeah. And then just for, like, I guess basically just plot convenience, he had to boil down, because they needed to find a way to end yep. this, or... It's like they they couldn't have him be a super competent soldier against the heroes once yeah. he trained them mm-hmm. because well we mentioned before that during that fight the captain dude was slamming his head against oh. the you know the console I have never thought about it's that's a concussion wow. that's a huge point because yeah. yeah he took some major slams he did maybe that's messed up his crazy. antennae his mustache almost yeah. fell off it was crazy I that's that's, it. that's actually go. if I'm gonna think about this in a real way. <laughs> Which I think I try to too much. Yeah, cut that that's, out. That's the way. That's what's. <laughs> yep. That's why he couldn't sh- strategize and think right. Sev- several months scrambled. when you come back from Fresno again, you're going to be like, Aaron, I've been thinking about the movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Man. This, was, this was a life changing experience. I, mean, I, you know, Welcome. this movie. Well, when you sit down at a table and drink Martian poop with someone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Corey's Minute by Minute, my Santa Claus and Conquer the Martians podcast, where I'm the only guest. Uh, <laughs> I'm here to give you every detail in slow motion. You don't, if you thought watching the movie was slow and tedious, <laughs> boy, have I got a treat for you. There's a lot of depth you just got to be willing to dig through all day. <laughs> Put that on a t-shirt. No. Oh. Yeah, okay, yeah, so, so they capture the wrong guy. They switch some wires around. That's yep. right. They go back to the lab, and, and his brilliant plan is to switch, yeah, switch some wires. That's right. Santa, mix, mix up the factory. Mm-hmm. In the morning, Santa Claus gets up, and they're like, we can't find Droppo. And he's like, well, I'm missing my extra uniform. If you find that one, I'll bet you'll be able to find the other. That's the part they were talking about. And uh, so he's like, I'm going to go back to the toy factory. I'll bet he's there. And they get in there. Everything looks fine, but no Droppo. They start to hit them switches, and you, you get some weird combinations. You get a a uh, a bear with a, a doll body, mm-hmm. right? You get a 
tennis racket with a baseball bat handle. You get a Billy with Betty's head attached. Oh my god! Oh no, well, okay, that's bad. <laughs> The bear with the doll mix-up was actually pretty cute. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't see a problem here. <laughs> New choice. <laughs> um, yeah, they're they're realizing things are not quite right. and uh, I, I was hoping for, like, you were saying that, uh, was it you that was saying that there aren't Martian toys? Like, No, it, no, that was... It was I, I was saying you that were saying there that weren't there wasn't any difference between the... Human toys and Martian human toys. Human toys that Santa's making. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I was hoping that him mixing up the things was, like, going to be like, these are perfect for Martian children. Like, mm. oh, yeah. my gosh, you actually made things better. Mustache dude. <laughs> I guess we don't hate you anymore. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> the end. <laughs> uh, you just wanted the movie to end, sir. Yes. Yeah. yeah. We, we kept trying to figure out how it could end. Uh, it's only it's eighty minutes long, but we've been talking about it for six hours ourselves. So imagine how long it was to watch it. I mean, just, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, okay. I'm gonna wind the. I'm gonna wind these things up here. Okay. So they they still think they got the wrong the right Santa Claus. Mustache confronts the captain dude and says, Ah, oh, we've got Santa. You have to do what I want now. And uh, he's like, Oh, yeah? Then who's this fat guy? <laughs> <laughs> like, what the? And then all the children start. No, the captain gets a drop on him. Yeah. yeah. He takes him into some little shed over there. Oh, yeah. The utility closet. Yeah, that has one ski. <laughs> yeah, I, I saw that. I saw that too. Exactly in the correct position to knock the gun out of the captain's hand, and then he gets clobbered. And the kids hear this, the plan, and they decide Billy. they're gonna they're gonna attack. They're gonna using go, toys and crap. You know, Home Alone on his ass. Yeah, yeah. And so all yeah, when the when Mustache and his, his goon go back in there. All the kids just start attacking, and Santa Santa's laughing like a maniac, maniacally, yeah, smoking his pipe. <laughs> yeah, they're they're throwing everything at him. There are all these toys that you didn't even know were there, you know, flashing on screen, and it's it's playing this like it's like at the circus, but it's like the the trombone mm, making oh yeah. the like like the comical punches. <laughs> But it's actually kind of a scary it's scene. It's yeah. it's some nightmare fuel. I don't. It's some nightmare fuel. The up close shot of a lot of those toys, mm-hmm. uh, uh, kids firing what I'm assuming are soft bullets at at, at the Martian. Yeah, like, uh, like, a, like a court gun or something like that. <laughs> Santa Claus's pipe goes from smoke to bubbles, firing bubbles uh, all over the place. Yeah, uh, there's these trippy close-ups of the faces of people being attacked, like first too. person, and, uh, and the when it goes up to them, it like reminds me of like scary crap I've seen in like neo real like movies. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's a bit of an acid trip. Once again, I then. think Char- I yeah. can only assume Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Thing. Totally. That Cut was off Sarah, the chicken's yeah. head. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, but while that's going on, Droppo switches a light bulb and that <laughs> in the cave. That's a good shot when he's trying to do the light bulb because he can't. Yeah. <laughs> the actor has to do it like three times before it finally screws in correct. And I'm like, that's exactly what it's like trying to put a light bulb in. So that's, <laughs> that's realistic. It's like the USB that you have to turn over. 
that it was not purposely stumbled, but it no, just looked no. good yeah. because the character's supposed to be stumbling. They'd actually so. tried 50 times, yeah. and that was the best take. Yeah. <laughs> I got that, too. I got that, too. <laughs> it was performed live. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> 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 the entire thing was live. You just oh. added a whole element. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's that real polar bear. Yeah. Cost a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Anyways, he yeah, uh, mustache is overtaken by all these children and their toys. Captain comes back, arrests him. Wind up, pitch. Basically, they say Santa can go home with the kids. Yes. Well, they have they, their own Santa now. They had this observation where they noticed that the American, the Earth children. Were like depressed, oh, yeah. yeah, and then they were like, "They're homesick. We need to send them home." And, yep, and uh, they're acting like our children did. Wait, were your children homesick? I'm not yeah. sure how that turns yeah. out. They were watching too much human TV. If they just would have turned it off, they would wouldn't mm. be so homesick. TV is bad. <laughs> TV's bad. Mm. We just found out. We watched some TV, and it was pretty bad. <laughs> make, make, make your own toys, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it was free. What do you expect? Santa yeah. <laughs> Claus conquers the Martians. Free on YouTube. Yeah. Well, thank you, Joel. This is this is quite the trip, man. I just picked a movie that I knew had a Christmas in it and b a science fiction theme. So you're welcome, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I. I I'm still happy that I got to watch it. It was still a fun experience. It's definitely, I think, worth a look at. If you if you want to sit down with some friends and joke and talk about a hilariously bad movie, mm-hmm. if you want to watch a movie that's bad and you're having fun watching it because it's bad, this is a great Christmas movie for that. Mm. Find your friends, wa- watch and laugh at this movie. It is it is worth it for that experience. Heck yeah. That is what we did today, and it was a lot of fun. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thanks for guesting with us. It was yeah, fun. Yeah, thanks a lot. Next time you have to pick a movie. Right. Instead of just making us pick, because that's a lot of pressure. No, I'm just kidding. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> It's cool. Under pressure. Alright, I'm wrapping this up before we start breaking in musical, so I'm about to fall asleep. I'm going to read the outro stuff, you guys. And uh, you need to think of a lesson that you learned from Plan 9 from... Oh, wait. uh, Santa Claus Conquers... The Martians. Uh, actually, you know, before we go into the lessons, what would you guys retitle this? Stock footage will give you the uh, the the grant money uh-huh. needed <laughs> to 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 make your Santa Claus sci-fi movie. <laughs> <laughs> need, need another <laughs> ten minutes? That makes you want to laugh like Santa. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I feel like I could have just gone with like Santa meets the Martians or some like more. Yeah. There was no conquering. Mm-hmm. There was some fighting, but it wasn't between Santa. <laughs> no. And like, I I liked the movie for what it was in a lot of ways, but that it will always be one of the biggest disappointments. Is I wanted to see Pan- like Santa just deck a guy or you yeah. know, like 
I wanted him to get a little violent. Where's the action? Yeah. I wanted not just action, because there was some action, and it was, like, decent, bad B action. It was good, bad action. Yeah. Um, but you wanted the, but, jo- the jolly old fella. Like yeah. yeah, I wanted I wanted Santa to get in there on some people, and he didn't. And, like, if the title just would have been, like, Santa hangs with the Martians, or... <laughs> people wouldn't have watched it yeah. then. They, yeah. they came in with the expect expectations that you did and they were just as disappointed (laughs) (laughs) the first the first thing that popped into my head was the room (laughs) (laughs) the ufo room and then i thought the north pole and two rooms Uh um (laughs) but then (laughs) then i thought war and peace (laughs) But yeah, basically nothing to do with anybody conquering anybody. I mean, maybe there are many ways to conquer other people. Mm. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, no, this title doesn't seem very apt. Mm. I would call it Billy and Betty Save the Earth. (laughs) Oh, nice. All right. Because it's just as not true. <laughs> I mean, if I wanted to get more butts in the seats, I would have called it Robot versus Polar Bear. I, oh, yeah. oh God. <laughs> man. Oh. What was the name of the V Martian again? The V Martian. Wait, you were calling him Volstag. That's Valdor. 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 It could have been like Voltorb. Captain Captain Voldar tries to save Mars. It would have been a yeah, very appropriate title. Valdar, the idiots who ruined Mars. <laughs> Valdar, Valdar, the Martian traditionalist. It's kind of just like the Mar- the Martian way of life. Yep. Like, that's it. Not Santa. Yeah. Santa's part of the equation, but it's not. It's more about them. Yep. Mm. I would have called it Captain <laughs> The Adventures of Kimar, Voldar, Droppo, Bomar, Grimar, Bo- Momar, Hargo, Rigna, <laughs> Winky, and Shem. Stobo, and Shem. <laughs> Definitely. Instead of all that stock footage, and I would have... <laughs> Instead of all that stock footage, I would have absolutely loved, like, more implications of the history and background of these Mars people. Mm. That yeah. way we we don't just have speculations to make things true, but confirmations. Yeah. So it would have been nice to have more like, this wasn't a problem on Mars, but now it is. Totally. Why yeah. is it like, you know, a little bit more build up of the characters, us meeting Shmem earlier, and, <laughs> and someone mentioning like, oh yeah, that guy's a great martial artist, don't fight him. <laughs> I think you should just watch Kroll instead. You're more satisfied. Oh, Kroll. Yeah. All right, outro stuff. You guys think of a lesson. A lesson that you learned from Santa Claus watches the Martian. What? <laughs> Conquers the Martians. <laughs> this would have been better with the Hawk the Slayer music. In oh it. man, that's well, a you great can say movie. that for almost any movie. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Place the draws. I love that movie. You <laughs> that or uh, Lady Hawk? Yeah. Oh, Lady Hawk. Oh man, you guys hey. saying all these movies. Aaron, <laughs> have you got a suggestion or a comment for our podcast? Because you can write in to please don't podcast at gmail.com and we will respond to you. Maybe even on the air. Oh, cool. We appreciate that. 
Or you can message us on Facebook at facebook.com slash pdsmios. If you subscribe to us on iTunes, we'd appreciate it if you left us a star or written rating on that service. That just helps us climb the iTunes charts, which we're not even on the iTunes charts. You know, it's like a dream. It's like a dream that we have. You know, if I could ask Santa for one thing, I'd ask him for a million dollars. But after that, I'd ask him for two million dollars. And after that, anyways, it's on the list somewhere. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, leave us a star written rating. We'd appreciate that. Or if you got a few bucks you want to throw our way, we have a site. Uh, uh, we have a uh, spot on a site called Ko-Fi, K-O-F-I, or maybe it's coffee. I heard it pronounced that way. Because what you do is you drop $3 for us to buy a quote-unquote coffee. We'll probably use it to buy soda because that's what we do on this place. But yeah, that's at uh, ko-fi.com slash pdsmios. And be sure to check out the other shows on our network at eartrumpetaudio.com. Starting in the beginning of next year, we're actually getting a new show that's all about Ooh. the Masters of the Universe series, wow. characters, and stories. I'm not sure what the name of the podcast is because I didn't write it down like a numbo, but uh, look forward to more details on that in the near future. Motu? Masters of the Universe? Yes. yes. Whoa. <laughs> and uh, before I forget to say this, happy holidays to everyone who's listening. Yeah, happy holidays. Um, we're probably not going to record next week. There might be a week hiatus. Makes sense to me. Aaron might be doing a special episode with Kempo. But we'll we'll see. see what happens. We'll see how it goes. Mm -hmm. Or uh, you were going to do that special redo of this episode where it was just you talking about your theories. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. That, um, Corey's minute by minute. Yeah, mm -hmm. we can... Uh, we can expect that the, I, I hear, I, I feel like I see someone shaking uh, a fist doing the, the line across the neck. It, I, I, it's maybe canceled. <laughs> I feel like I, I was expecting it to be a hit, but, um, other people in the room seem to be very furious at the idea. Nothing but support, man. Let's do it. Let's do it. Once again, the voices and the hand gestures are completely different, as we've seen multiple times on the you, You've got my bow. <laughs> and my axe. <laughs> and my hammer. What? Who's that guy? Yeah. yeah. All right. Who's got to listen for me? Mars meets the Santa. Dude. Conqueror Worm? Conqueror Worm. Um, all right, a lesson from this movie. Well, I think uh, a lesson that I learned. I've been, I've been giving away too many lessons, like, the entire episode. I know, we all were. I was yeah, thinking the same thing. It's all lots of good thing. stuff, yeah. Um, gotta say, uh, first of all, I think my lesson, my lesson is, is that, uh, <laughs> if you're gonna have a piece of tech that controls your force field, make it a little more complex in, in, in changing it. Other than just two light bulbs. Mm -hmm. uh, it's very important light bulbs, all right? Mm -hmm. I'm just saying. <laughs> I think that that part was to show us that Dropy, Dropo it was a ge actually a genius. Okay. He manipulate a machine without uh, Fair machine. enough. Mm -hmm. Fair enough. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Nope. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, that sweeping you did, though. That was high tech. That's mm. true. High tech sweeping. Mm. You never even mentioned that. You learned it from Mr. Miyagi. Mm, the first thing I thought of was, uh, don't talk to strangers. Oh. 
It's pretty good lesson. Billy, Billy and Betty, yeah. yeah. E- even if they look like Martians. Maybe maybe don't play by yourself in the woods if you're a kid or wherever they were. I don't know where they were. Um, Fresno. Yeah, Fre- in Fresno, don't play Sick. by yourself. Yeah, they were. The they looked the like they were in a specific spot of Fresno that's kind of near the border of Fresno and Sanger. Like they're getting you're on that side. <laughs> you and your made-up city there. names. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Get Shem on the phone. Did I you? don't. I don't want to take up more. Oh, I'll, sure I'll, I'll say one lesson. more if you guys. Oh, please, please. You got it. No, okay. Um, the other one was smart people can't be happy. Oh. Oh. Well, no, I'm just depressed. <laughs> in this in this movie, in this in the you know, situation of this movie, the smart people have a harder time being happier. This is like when Aaron told us early in the podcast that I gotta take a whole bunch of pills if I want to be Santa Claus. I don't mm. Yep. Mm. Just take a bunch of pills. Just get as many pills as you can and so he, <laughs> so he said all the, all the turkey pills, all the pie pills, all uh, the uh um Aaron, I want to talk to you about a thing called seasonal depression. Uh, <laughs> you have a lesson. Oh yeah. So my my lesson is that if you if you're specifically in com- command of, of anything, rather it be your you know, the leader of an entire Martian race or just the leader of a podcast. Mm. You gotta make sure when you have a good second in command with an amazing mustache, <laughs> you don't you don't just constantly belittle him and ignore oh. his advice because uh, he's often gonna actually be quite strong and competent. And if you would have paid more attention to his needs and advice, you wouldn't have ruined your your uh, entire <laughs> entire nation by. <laughs> By introducing it to a thing called Santa, <laughs> but ba- basically, yeah, something, something like that. No, I think that is very solid. That is that is extremely <laughs> solid it's too, advice. It's too bad I'm too much of a droppo. What are the you talking about? Here he on. said the second in command, and Sarah does not have a mustache. Oh, Anyways, uh, yeah. yeah. That's the important part. That's that's what I got from this we, lesson. We yeah. let Joel think he's the leader. We're really the leaders. No, I'm just kidding. Help me. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I have to edit. Okay. Uh, my lesson is that the only way you can ever improve a movie, guaranteed, is to use a lot of stock footage. Like the last two movies, I'm convinced. <laughs> Because that was b- both times the best parts of this movie. Like we, I mean, we joked about it before, but for some reason there was stock footage hey. of a plane refueling another plane <laughs> in the middle of the air. And it's like, what does this have to do with anything? <laughs> Why? Why though? <laughs> I don't. Oh. T- Tiger agrees. We'll see you next week, folks, Thank or uh, in two weeks, but pretty soon. Thanks for listening, folks. Bye. Happy holidays. Thanks for listening. Bye. Happy holidays. Bye. Bye. EarTrumpetAudio.com
ideas, and entertainment. Loud and clear. Ha, <laughs> ha,